Among the relics of the Anthropocene, therefore, will be the fallout of our atomic age. The crushed foundations of our cities, the spines of millions of intensively farmed ungulates, and the faint outlines of some of our billions of plastic bottles we produce each year. The strata that contain them, precisely debatable with reference to the product design archives of multinationals. Philip Larkin famously proposed that what will survive us is love. Wrong. What will survive us is plastic, swine bones, and lead 207, the stable isotope at the end of uranium, end of the uranium 235 decay chain. places, we are so busy playing at being stewards of the earth, deciding who gets to live and who gets to die. Once we have left our mark on an ecosystem, we show no hesitation in throwing open the hood again later to fiddle with its workings. We run the earth as if it were one giant botanical garden to tend, passing judgment on species, playing God. Stay in that sunshine on that marvellous summit for an hour or an era. We don't talk much. Up there, language seems impossible, impertinent, sliding stupidly off this landscape. Its size makes metaphor and simile seem preposterous. It is like nowhere I have ever been. It shucks story, leaves the usual forms of meaning-making derelict. Glint of ice cap, breach of whales, silt swirling in outflows, sapphire veins of a crevasse field. A powerful dissonance overtakes my mind, whereby everything seems both distant and proximate at the same time. It feels as if I could lean from that summit and press a finger into the crevasse, tip a drop of water from the Serac pool, nudge a berg along the skyline with my fingertip, I realise how configured my sense of distance has become from living so much on the internet, where everything is in reach and nothing is within touch. The immensity and the vibrancy of the ice are beyond anything I have encountered before. Seen in deep time, viewed even in the relatively shallow time since the last glaciation, the notion of human dominance over the planet seems greedy, delusory. Up there on that summit, at that moment, gazing from the inner ice to the berg-filled sea, the idea of the Anthropocene feels at best a conceit, at worst a perilous vanity. I recall the Inuit word I first heard in northern Canada, ilira, meaning a sense of awe and fear, and also carrying an implication of the landscape's sentient with it, sentience with it. Yes, that is what I feel here, Ilira. <clears throat> Time is, after all, the great healer. The question is, how long does it need? 
then, how long have we got? It may not be long. Human industry has changed and is continuing to change the world. Even if we were to be all wiped out tomorrow, factories falling silent, generators shuddering to a halt, cargo ships drifting and colliding, sinking to the seabed, sending sediments billowing, we have set in force, set in motion evolutionary forces that will continue to act upon the genetic makeup of almost every other species alive on this earth. They shapeshift and metamorphose, transmute and adapt in ways that we cannot anticipate and certainly can't control. They want to live, if they can. A nitrogen spike, indicated in ice cores and sediments, will be one of the key chemical insignias of the Anthropocene caused by the mass global use of synthetic nitrogen-rich fertilisers and by fossil fuel burning. Biodiversity levels are crashing worldwide as we hasten into the sixth great extinction event, while the soaring number of small livestock species ensures the geological posterity in the fossil record of sheep, cows and pigs. We have become titanic world makers, our legacy legible for epochs to come. fears is a version of nostalgia, a term coined by Glenn Albrecht in 2003 to mean a form of psychic or existential distress caused by environmental change. Albrecht was studying the effects of long-term drought and large-scale mining activities on communities in New South Wales when he realised that no word existed to describe the unhappiness of people whose landscapes were being transformed about them by forces beyond their control. He proposed his new term to describe this distinctive kind of homesickness, where the pain of nostalgia arises from moving away, the pain of nostalgia arises from staying put, where the pain of nostalgia can be mitigated by return, the pain of nostalgia tends to be irreversible. Nostalgia is not a malady specific to the Anthropocene. We might consider John Clare a nostalgic poet witnessing the native Northamptonshire countryside disrupted by enclosures in the 1810s. But it has certainly flourished recently. Worldwide, there is an increase in ecosystem distress syndromes, wrote Albrecht in an early paper on the subject, matched by a corresponding increase in human distress syndromes. Nostalgia speaks of a modern uncanny in which a familiar place is rendered unrecognisable by climate change or corporate action. The, the home becomes unhomely around its inhabitants. The idea of the Anthropocene repeatedly strikes us dumb. In the complexity of its structures and the range of its scales within time and space, from nanometric to the planetary, from picoseconds to eons, the Anthropocene confronts us with huge challenges. How to interpret or even refer to it? 
Its energies are interactive, its properties emergent, and its structures are withdrawn. We find speaking of the Anthropocene, even in the Anthropocene, difficult. It is perhaps best imagined as an epoch of loss, of species, places, and people, for which we are seeking a language of grief, and, even harder to find, a language of hope. We should resist inertial thinking, indeed we should urge its opposite. Deep time as a radical perspective, provoking us to action, not apathy. For to think in deep time can be a means of not escaping our troubled present, but rather of reimagining it, countermanding its quick greeds and furies with older, slower stories of making and unmaking. At its best, a deep time awareness might help us see ourselves as part of a web of gift, inheritance and legacy, stretching over millions of years past and millions to come, bringing us to consider what we are leaving behind for the epochs and beings that will follow us.